Hey guys, just Jason here for a moment. Don't worry, uh, we are all going to be coming at you in a second. Just wanted to add in to this episode that uh, at the end, we have an interview with Bjorn, the vocalist of Soilwork, to talk a little bit more about their album, A Predator's Portrait. We included that on our episode as a retro review, and so we wanted to get him on to get his input on it and just talk about that a little bit more. Didn't get a chance to talk about it during the episode because we didn't know for sure whether it was going to work out or not. So um, we just got that done. There was a little delay on the episode, and uh, we're going to put that together with it. Um, so enjoy. Hello, everyone. This is Bjorn Speed Street from Soulwork, and you're listening to Into the Combine podcast. Welcome back, all you metal listeners. This is uh, another episode of uh, Into the Combine. I am your host, Dan the Man. Jason. Shoddy. And uh, we got a, we got a good episode today. I got to um, give Stan props. He re- re-edited and produced that intro song, and that sounds fantastic. Thank you. It's got a lot of work still. I'm still learning. I, I, don't, I just do this shit for fun. It's got some punch to it, though, dude. Yeah. Thank you. It Thank does. You. It sounds awesome. Thank you. Anyways, yeah, uh, let's just break it down. song skin father from indecent and obscene a little taste well, of what the, i've been listening to who dug that shit up dude I, would, I thought about it on the way over here i was like shit we don't have a breakdown of the week i was listening to dismember and uh thought we could use that it's pretty cool a little old yeah. school death metal breakdown you know a little right. different it, it, it really it really was and i think that's why i enjoyed it because it was it was dated but it still had that fucking that you know oh yeah it was a, it was that it was that breakdown. It had a little hardcoreish uh-huh. influence. Uh-huh. That's what I was just gonna yeah. Like, well, that because that's what I thought it was at first, but then it started developing, and I was like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> In the context of the sound it, song, it sounds awesome too, because it's just this old school death metal going on, and then it breaks down midway, and it's just it's perfect. That's very uh, nice. That's very tasteful. There's a little down. evil solo and shit, but yeah. 
All right, let's just get right into it. We got a pretty fun week. Uh, we got the normal um, little metal news, what we're listening to. And some we got fucking uh, listener requests this yeah, time. We got mm-hmm. some listener requests. Keep them coming. We like this. Mm-hmm. And uh, we got two album reviews. One's a throwback and one's a new one. We're reviewing Carnifex, Slow Death, and we our throwback album is Soil Work, A Predator's Portrait. That's right, Stan. And uh, shit, uh, Shoddy just recently went to Summer Slaughter Tour since uh, they didn't come to Detroit. Me and Stan missing out, but... Shot, you were there, what, this weekend, right? Yes, sir, yeah, it happened, uh, it was on a Sunday. It was uh, a great fucking time. My first uh, show here in the new area, first time being at the Masquerade. It sounded real decent. So um, did you catch all the bands, or how did it work? Because you said there was multiple stages. Uh, yeah, Slaughter was was very solid. Um, I caught the end of, you know, you know their set. Revocation was fucking awesome. Were they? I've been wondering um, how they are live. Yeah, real good set, um... What's it called? That that song that I love a lot. Um, Crushing Imperium is yeah, what they ended with. Hell yeah, I love that. They song, played dude. their um, the Apocalypse song. Mm-hmm. Um, the the title off of their the newest album. Monolithic, they played that, or... and then they played some of their old shit. It was just a good set all round. Yeah, they've got um, a lot to pull from. Carnifex so I mean... was real solid. I'll get to them though when we talk about the album review because I have some interesting shit to say about them. Suffocation was real, real, real fucking solid. Were they, they played a lot. Of, well. So they played a little bit more of their older stuff that I was kind of unfamiliar with. They did hop around a little bit. But I do want to say that Chris Mullen is probably one of... That, that is his his first name, right? Frank. <laughs> Frank Mullen is probably one of the nicest front men I think I've ever... I've heard that before. ...seen on yeah. stage. Oh, like, he's very soft-spoken that. when he gets done singing. He's always saying, like, thank you and shit, like... Thanking the bands that he's with, thanking all the, the you know, the, the people in the crowd, saying that this shit's for them. And it's just, it's not, a lot of people say it and they say it disingenuinely. Like, he just has this tone to his voice. No he shit. goes one minute from being a demon to talking like an angel. <laughs> it's like the ferocious. weirest I, fucking thing in the world, dude. I would not like, have I was that. like kind of taken back at first. How good was he but, live? Oh, dude, he was so good live. And that's the thing that was so striking and it was so fucking weird is... He would literally go from being a demon, the hand twirling during the blast beats, <laughs> the fucking, you know, he has his hair long and he has facial hair, and then the song would stop and they'd start tuning, and then he'd be like, the heavens would open and he'd be like, thank you guys for coming, and then he'd say like, it was just, it That's was awesome. awesome though, they're they're too good. Yeah, um, yeah, gotcha. After the burial was, was solid, like always, I mean, it's just, I've seen them so many times, I mean... You know what I'm like. It was nice to see them play their new songs, but I still, I've still seen them before. Still running I mean, as a four piece. Yeah, it's still weird without Justin. Yeah. Um, it's weird just seeing that pink guitar up there and not having the green one. Yeah. They played um, but mostly they're still, new stuff. I mean, they're solid. What was that? You said they played mostly new stuff then, or or just more? No, it was a mix. I'm just saying, you know, I mean, they still they didn't have that long of a set, so I just mm-hmm. felt like it was a good mix. I mean, Berserker was on there. Um. You know they they played Deluge, so it was a good it was a good mix of songs. It just was songs that I've heard. So right, I feel like um, I could see them like once a month and still be cool with it. Oh, I'm yeah. I was I agree. I I completely agree. Um, so Niall, I actually took a break for. I know people what? out there are gonna think that I'm crazy. <laughs> yeah, dude. I me. stuck around for like one song. Um, I just hadn't really listened to them or anything. So. I just out, needed dude. to take a breather. 
You missed out. So, the wrong time to take a break. <laughs> and then Cannibal was Cannibal. Um, <laughs> I can't believe yeah. you didn't stick around and watch George. I know. What? I can't believe you didn't stick around and watch George, at least. I understand if you're not into the music, but, I mean, that guy's fucking ridiculous on the drum set. Yeah. That's the thing is I, I did I watched a, a song, but it was oh, just okay. – I just needed – I, it was just a lot. Yeah, I mean, all day fasts are long. So, I mean, I get I it. I mean, you, you know what I'm saying? Out. It was just, it was unfortunate. <laughs> well, uh, what have you guys been listening to? Uh, I think you want to start it out. <laughs> I can see it in your eyes. <laughs> well, uh, well, okay. We did the breakdown of the week. We had a little dismember on there. Yep. So, I'd say like 50 to 75% of my listening since the last cast has been Swedish death metal. And I'm talking old school Swedish death metal as far as dismember, entombed, grave, you know, and kind of like rotating that. I don't know. I, like I've always listened to entombed. I've always liked entombed for a long time, but I never really listened to dismember much. And I was like, holy shit. Like they've got the same guitar tone as entombed, you know, with the, uh, well, a similar guitar tone with that whole, uh, the buzzsaw HM2. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. With that guitar tone, which I've just become like really, really obsessed with ever since entombed. And I feel like it's a good time to bring, like, these kind of bands up right now because with bands that, like, um, we talked about Nails, you know, with their latest album. A lot of bands right now are bringing that, that pedal, that, um, that buzzsaw guitar tone back into the mix. And so I just think it's a good time to go back and listen to some of those bands, like, where it's coming from. You know, if you're a fan of someone like Nails or Trap, Trap Them or a lot of those bands that Black Breath that are doing that kind of sound, you can totally hear. I mean, they're they're taking that from you know Entombed and and Dismember, and I guess Dismember came out around the same time as Entombed. They just didn't get the same recognition. Yeah, yeah. Which I just I wasn't familiar with all this. I never really did my homework with it and went back. And I think I don't know. I might like them a little bit better than Entombed, to be honest. I always kind of got that too. I mean, I haven't dove into them that much, but Entombed's Entombed. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I I I see where you're coming from. They are. I think they're a little bit better. Yeah, I don't know. Like the CD that came out at the same time as as the Left Hand Path, um, I forget the name of Everflowing Stream or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Really, really solid. And I mean, it came out like the same time. I think Entombed beat them by a little bit, but it was just because of the way it was released. But uh, I think it was the same way as how we talked about with the Gothenburg melodic stuff, where like everybody was kind of taking ideas from each other, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I don't want to credit one band over the other because I think everybody was kind of you know talking it was to all each other. Important. Yeah, had to right. Do it together. But, um, yeah, yeah, the breakdown of the week, since I played that one, I won't play anything from it. But um, if you haven't given them any time, because a lot of people know Entombed, you know. So, But, I mean, if you haven't even started with that, give yourself a little education on just old-school Swedish death metal with Entombed and Dismember, because Dismember, I think, is shafted a little bit. So um, the album that I'm talking about most is uh, Indecent and Obscene. It's their second album. And I just—it's a little bit more refined, a little—I think a little better songwriting than their first. Um, so try that one out for sure. I'm definitely gonna. But Shadi, what have you been listening to? Oh shit, man! Uh, fucking XM teased me with uh, this Algalon. I hadn't really listened okay. to them before. Elegan. So I, did I say that right? It's like Elegan or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Ella Egan or something? Yeah. I don't. I hate the fucking the names up, man. It's a hard I wish name. I just knew it. They're on Metal Blade. It's like, why is this so hard? It's just a reading. But yeah, anyway, 
Elements of the Infinite. I, I haven't gotten into Form Shifter yet, but I think they have a new CD coming out. I think oh, it's yeah, real soon. the end of this month or September. it's the beginning of next month. So yeah, it's September then. I'm really looking forward to that because I don't know if... See, I wish I fucking took a picture of it because I don't know what song it was that I was <laughs> listening to and I don't even know what album it was off of. I think I just I knew that I liked it and then it was done by it's... the time I like realized what the hell was going on. It's so I think I was riding sure. around with the dog and he was in my fucking lab, mess, you know, trying to drive in with him and then figure out what the song was. It wasn't a safe situation. So, <laughs> yeah, but, no, it's, it's so I don't know if they teased or, us. It's from the new album because I know they just released okay. like one or two songs from it. And I haven't checked it out yet, but I'm sure if you you to someone you wants to check it out, you know, are we compl- you don't yeah. know the, you don't know the name of it. I, no, I don't. I, should, I mean, I guess I could YouTube it. I should have probably done that, but I just went and got, you know, the la- the latest CD that they had that was out, and I really fucking like it. Yeah, well, that's all right. I'll, I'll look it up, and I'll play it for for the listeners to uh, to check out okay. a little bit of that one. Because uh, I, I actually, there I did check out, or I had listened to that their last album. What, what mm-hmm. I don't know if that was for 2014 or 13, but um, super strong technical death metal. And I know I told you guys before, they've got a pretty badass music video for a song from that one where they like, uh, there's like a spin the wheel game they're doing on it. And it'll have like black metal, death metal, Viking metal, you know, I have like every subgenre. Mm, and have uh, to check that out. And they dress up like as that subgenre and, and act like they're, you know what I mean? But it's all the same song. Yeah, yeah. But it like rotates them like acting like they're in a different subgenre. Super hmm. funny, dude. Super funny. That's legit. They seem like a really cool band, but so I'm, I'm pretty pumped actually. So we'll play a little bit of that so I can check it out as well. to one new thing but yeah i actually did listen to some new music i wasn't going back this uh <laughs> this time we, but, we uh, switched places yeah i know well i heard the first the first song off of xm and then i downloaded it and the new infant annihilator really is fucking awesome oh <laughs> they've been on the list but i haven't gotten around to it Dude, yet you're so gonna I'm laugh happy. your ass off the whole fucking time it's just like mm. funny like you know what they do is so ridiculous but it is really fucking good and like 
It's meshing some genres together. It's just straight deathcore, but it's fucking fast. A lot, a lot of grindy parts. Mm-hmm. There's some blackish parts. Mm-hmm. It's just, I don't know. I think it's just a fucking fun else, fun ass album to listen to. That I actually have listened to that one. Um, I kind of wrote them off a while back. Yeah, yeah. Oh, of course. Do you remember the? You just yeah. saw the, the video they did yeah. and everything. It was yeah. pretty funny. They were just like the. <sighs> The annoying band that a lot of the straight deathcore yeah. kids love. So I kind of, you know, I just did the stupid thing and wrote them off a little bit. But uh, I did hear a lot of talk about this album, and I did listen to it full through a while back, or uh, whenever it came out, like a week ago or something like that. And uh, it's intense. It is. It's, it's very, very intense. intense. But it's just a really, f- I thought it was a very fun listen. And yes, I was laughing the whole time. I mean, the, some of those breakdowns are just so fucking ridiculous. The drum fills on it are even more ridiculous. I don't know if it's fake drums. I don't know what the hell they're doing. But it was like, I thought it was a very well-written album. I'll say it was creative for yes. sure. Like, it does keep you listening because yeah. it's not like you're No, you can't turn definitely. it off. But it's that, got some talent behind it. In uh, what, uh, the track Soil, the Stillborn. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a lot of hype <laughs> on it. like crying on it yes. or something like that. Yeah. A yeah. lot of hype on Liquid Metal. It's on like the Devil's Dozen like every week. And, yeah. So That's a good throw, uh, shout out. Should we play that song from it maybe? Yeah, yeah. Just the intro is just fucking badass. <laughs> didn't love and i think it was the production i think i didn't like how the jump sounded a little too fake yeah and no they do compressed and everything yeah if you pick it apart like that it's not the best i'm not saying this is a 10 album yeah. it's just a really fun listen yeah no i know what you're saying and, and i and i would i would listen to it again it was just they definitely are doing something kind of cool in death yeah, and i wrote them off a little too quick so i i definitely will. i think it's only two guys like they just like make some like whatever they want to make kind of that, thing so that's even more you know, oh, impressive! Reason yeah. to check them out, then yeah, impressive. They lost, they lost their vocalist after their other album mm-hmm. or EP or whatever they had, and everybody was really freaking out about that because he was pretty solid. Everybody really liked him, and so this guy's new, okay. and I liked what he was doing. Yeah, oh yeah, he no, he's really all good. All over the, all over the place with lows, highs. He, I mean, he goes all over. Like they have a, they have a straight seventeen-minute long song. Yeah, what the fuck? But it's actually, it's not like no bullshit where they take five minutes off and just slightly, you know, it's a straight and it like it fits well though. I mean, they just mesh it good together and it's just like you hardly even know it's one song. And I, I, I agree. 
They did that really well. Yeah. And, and that's cool that they did that. Like, we don't hear that much. Unless you're BT Bam, that's hard to do. So. I know. Totally agree. Um, I a couple other things I'm just going to mention real quick. Did you guys check out at all the Depression Sessions EP with Ayata's Murder, Fit for an Autopsy, and A Case of Strain? I didn't. Yeah. I, oh, go ahead, Chad. Oh, yeah. I definitely checked that out. What would you think of, the, of their, like, um, the new songs they had on there? Because there was three songs from each of them that were unreleased and then three yeah. covers that they did. Yeah, so I didn't listen to the covers That's just because I, I, say, I, yeah. I just wanted to see what the new songs were. Nothing against the covers. I don't know. They're probably good. I just wanted to see the new material. I instantly found myself sad that CJ left. I know, dude. It really uh, yeah, makes you appreciate was, dude, him. Fuck. I mean, the song is awesome. I really like that it's... I hate to say that it's a little bit more musical because I don't even really know what the fuck that means. No, I, I know what you're saying, though. it's not like the straight, like, Die Art is Murder, like, formula where... You know what I'm saying? Oh, it's heavy 100%. breakdown. It's got more atmosphere to it. Yeah, there's there's more to it. Almost like... Um, almost a a black metal vibe like kind of in there but i don't really want to say that maybe just a little more progressive i would say yeah i would just say that it's a little more progressive i mean i would think that it just it kind of ties into the 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 meaning of the song and the power behind it so i think maybe that's why yeah you know they did that i mean the the music video was fucked i don't know if anybody watched that no Um, i know the song they will know another though yeah maybe we should play a little bit of it since we're kind of talking about this one heavy recommend people watch the music video that's what i did i watched all three of them and i the, yeah the acacia strain's got a lot of hype on uh liquid metal for their song sensor deprivation yeah 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 I, so i honestly love uh, the fit for an autopsy song flatline yeah yeah i, I really like that i was gonna get to that next yeah i really liked that as well i don't i really don't think it's as good as the thyroid is murder song but i yeah. did like that one as well I thought all three songs were just fabulous. They're so fantastic. Really, yeah. It's a strong... I mean, I know it's only one song each, but it's a very strong yeah. EP, and I, I love how they I did just, that. Uh, the Acacia Strain song is a little meh. See, but I'm I comparing it to, like... I'm comparing it to, like, Coma Witch stuff, 
which I didn't like that CD at all ever since they yeah. changed that big lineup changes. So this was like a good, strong song to, for them mm-hmm. to come out with, I thought. I feel. I guess I just maybe need to give it another chance because, yeah, it's come up on XM a couple times, and I've listened to it for a minute or so, and then I find my, you know what I'm saying. It yeah. doesn't yeah, – I don't the, know. It's, it's definitely the, the safest, most conventional song on the EP from them yeah, compared okay. to the other two. Because, I mean, The Irish Murder, they, you're, you're right, Shotty. It's a little different for them. And then, mm-hmm. and then like, Stan, or was saying Fit for an Autopsy, definitely – different than anything they had on their last and, and i was gonna say the same thing yeah i feel like that's not as hard as what nor you know fit normally does but it's, although there was I, there was a I, couple I, tracks on that last album that kind of were in that vein but not quite there this were one. but none like this though man this had like a different feeling to it where it almost made me i hate to say after the burial but i got you get what i'm saying i kind of got that vibe a little bit sometimes where it kind of bounced a little bit more than it was just that straightforward power that I'm used to with Fit for an Autopsy. I see so you're saying I, I'm, I liked it. I'm just saying that's just the vibe that I got. Yeah, I, I thought I had thought heavy Gojira. Yeah, I was about to say the same well, thing. Well, and the and that's heavy, the thing is I didn't want to. Every, a lot Gojira. of people they, were saying that. Yeah, and they always have, but this was like way like the, you know like especially the new CD coming out too. Like I, yes. yeah, yeah, it was like Gojira worship. Yeah. Like, but not in a bad way. I mean, it, no, it no. worked really. It, they do that really well, and, you, and you, there was a lot of Gojira on the last album. You know, this one I think maybe was the most. I mean, it had the pick slides and it had the really progressive elements, and it even had. Like a way more of the like clean-ish singing than than. That's what I was gonna say. Too. Joe's singing too is just very well, Gojira-ish. Yeah, it is had like that hybrid like screamish mm-hmm. kind of the sing for the 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 verses. I liked it. He does well. I mean, but, I really liked it. I'm, I mean, I wouldn't yeah. want to have a whole album of just that, but if you mix that in with their like more heavy stuff, I well, dude, the, and that's I, the I key it. is I like when more shits brought into the fucking party versus like these motif albums where we're gonna do this for one album, yeah, and then let's completely change it up the next. Like, why can't we just, you know, refresh us every track? Yeah, no, I so, mean it's, it's awesome. I mean, that's just it, per- yeah. I mean, that last album, uh, it was so good from Fit for an Autopsy. And this song, to mm-hmm. me, I don't know if it was a B-side from that. I don't know how they worked that. I, I know they, when we interviewed Patrick, they were talking about recording another song. So I, I guess I haven't done my research to know if this is a new one or not. But if it is, Same here, dude, I'm yeah. stoked. Because, I, I mean, after that last album, then you hear this, they might be the, the one of the, the deathcore bands to watch. For sure. And then, like we said, mm-hmm. the artist's murder track is so strong. And who knows what will happen with a new singer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we know the music is there after we're hearing that track. So, you know, I hope they get someone new because they're another band out of Deathcore that we really should, uh, you know, be be paying attention to for sure. But the covers, I actually, I did listen to them. I listened to the EP like twice or three three times through just because it's pretty short. And uh, it's super interesting because you have Duhast on there uh, from the Irish Yeah, I've see, I, I seen that. I just, <laughs> I, I should listen to that because that's a good one. It's, and I can only imagine that CJ does it well. It's good. It's not my favorite of the covers, though. It's, okay. I'd rather listen to the original for that one. And then we've got uh, Black Hole Sun, which that is really good. That's the Acacia Strain doing that one. It's catchy. I mean, the song itself is already catchy, so that yeah. one works really well. And then the last one's a Perfect Drug, and that's a, a Fit for an Autopsy one. I don't know who sings that song, but 
but he, it's got it, Joe does a lot of clean singing on this one, and it's cool because it's them. It's like he's kind of testing it out, I think, and he doesn't have to get shit for it, like on a full fit for an autopsy CD. Like if you were to really yeah. do this kind of clean singing, I think it's Joe, unless they've got somebody doing a guest. But uh, no, this guy it's, it's has got talent, Joe, man. man. Like, he's got a lot of talent for clean singing. I'm going to bet you they're going to throw a lot of that into the next album. Yeah. But, yeah, so, anyways, that EP is big rotation for me. Anything else from you guys? Yeah, I mean, I'll throw it out real quick. I got one more. Um, This Japanese band called Guys, G-Y-Z-E. Um, the album is Black Bride. I think this came out in, like, 2015. I know it's not this year. Not- so, it's either last year or the year before Yeah, I think that. you're right. I know it's recent of two years. But, um... I really fucking like it. It's real good. I know I let Stan listen to it, and I know Stan liked it. Jason, I don't think you were the biggest fan. Well, I know I I listened to it, and I didn't think it was bad by any means. It just really wasn't, like, up my alley. And the production was kind of pissing me off because I just couldn't hear all the parts very well. See, I didn't get that from it. I thought. (laughs) No, yeah. I thought it was really well produced. I almost thought that it was, like, the next, I hate to say this, like, Children of Bodom, just, like, a little bit more ridiculous. I get what like, you're saying on that. It was Very, like Children of like, mixed with Dragon Force. To yeah, me. exactly. Thank you. That's exactly what it was. It was, <laughs> and I didn't want to say it, but that's exactly what it was, and that's I think why I liked it because it was all the good shit of Dragon Force that I love with all the great shit of Children of Bodom, and then it was just fucking mixed together. I'll be honest. There's one or two songs, it gets a little meh, mm-hmm. and it, you get what I'm saying. But I mean, it's fuck. No CD is. I mean, very few CDs are solid. I mean, I'd mm-hmm. still give it a fucking nine. Honestly, I'd still give a, a really? probably a nine. Yeah, I, dude, I loved it. I, I think it's a great CD. I'm surprised I hadn't heard of them until now. Um, they're playing some pretty big festivals, and I would fucking love to see them one day. They probably I are thought ridiculous it was a, live. They do have what, Jay? Or what, Stan? I said they probably are ridiculous live. They're just one of those bands yeah, that's going to be good to watch. Yeah, because yeah, they just have that presence. He just fucking, it's over the top. I don't know if you've seen them. Like, it's literally like he looks like Alexi. With fucking, you know, mixed with Dragon Force. Like, the long, (laughs) straight hair. Like, fucking, he has jewels on his eyes and stuff. Like, just over the top, man. Like, tight, you know, jeans on. Leather jacket. (laughs) Um, I like the the one song I did like was Black Shadow. It was, like, number five. Yeah. Was there any standouts for you? Yeah, that's a a real good song. Maybe I'll play a short clip of that.
have talent. That's for sure. I, Yo, I just wasn't maybe it probably yeah. wasn't my cup of tea. That's all, you know. Um, yes, sir. But yeah, that's probably. I mean, I've I, you know I've got a couple more, but I think I'll just save it for the next episode. Um, let's get into some yeah. of the listener questions, though. Yeah, let's get into some of these. The first one that I, w- I really want to get to that was asked a while back that we've been saving was yeah. the the Bar- Chris Barnes versus Corpse Grinder question, but not in the like overall which one's better. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a certain song called Bloodlands that was on one of their uh, de- um, demos with Barnes and then released with Corpse Grinder on it uh, later on on um, I think Vile? Yeah, with, with, with Corpse Grinder on, on Vile, I believe. So let's do this. I know you guys didn't listen to the full versions of each, so let's play like a short clip of each, and then we'll put our vote in whose vocals are better on this track. Because, I mean, I know we've all kind of said, who do we like? I mean, that's the biggest argument probably in death metal, Barnes versus Corpse Grinder. And I think most of us here kind of settle on Corpse Grinder overall, right? For sure. For sure. But. George for president. George uh, George for messiah. All of the above. <laughs> but I, Leader I, of the horde, this, though, George. Because this one is an interesting one to compare him to, because I might have a differing opinion on this one. So we'll play mm-hmm. a little bit of each one. We're not going to go through the whole thing, but uh, let's check it out. to tell us bro Thank you. 
So what's the verdict? Uh, Mine hasn't changed I'll, one bit. Or corpse grinder. Yeah, it, do, it doesn't. Grinder, it really sure. doesn't change one bit. I'm sorry. I don't get me wrong. I have loved everything Barnes did with Cannibal. I know, but, but I mean, it, it sounds good because the song bounces and Barnes has the flow to go with it. But it's just like I don't know. Then you hear George, and then it's just like yeah, it's better. I well, I uh, I don't know. You know, I kind of disagree on that one. I kind of think Barnes fits that one a little better like you said with the he's got the flow and the groove on that one for some reason i feel like he taps into that a little bit more than george and, and i mean like i said overall yeah I, i'm more into george than barnes i think he's better suited for the band especially for where I mean, they went and everything but i don't know man on that song i just think he i think barnes like really taps into the the groove of the song just a little bit more than george I understand. I feel you. I just still like, I mean, honestly, just listening, I just still like George better on it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, would, the other one is a demo too. So you got to go off a little bit less quality. Well, of course overall. too. Yeah. yeah. That, that makes it, a, it's a little bit more raw. So. And they did change a lot though too. When, when George came in, they kind of fit his vocal style more. So, I mean, it's, it's a hard one to. It, it really is. In a way it they're really, kind of really two different is. bands. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's hard, and it began really interesting to hear like some of the old classics, like, yeah. like Tomb of the Mutilated and all that kind of stuff, like with George on it. I mean, that'd be interesting to hear all that stuff. I don't know how that would work because Barnes, for the stuff they record with Barnes, I mean, it'd be hard to hear without Barnes, to be honest. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, Hammer Smash Face, like you know, recorded version, you kind of need Barnes on there, but. Don't get me wrong, George is gonna do it justice live every night. But uh, anyway, so we got I don't know, two man. against one. I mean, I, I the the Hammer Smash version that I have on my phone is the live one. I don't. <laughs> oh, you're all about with... George. <laughs> yeah, it's the live one with George because I like it more. So like, yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I stick with Barnes for what he did, and I stick with George for what he did. But on this specific, I'm gonna give it to Barnes. You guys got George, so I guess George, George is coming out on top. Let us know what you think, though. Yes. Next up, we've got uh, the new Metallica song, Hardwired. Uh, well, boys. <laughs> <laughs> no opinion? <laughs> I mean, these no, are the, I had... like, the kings of metal. Come on. You, gotta yeah, have you don't like it? No. <laughs> no, not, not one bit. I think it's garbage. Really? It's garbage? like subpar. It's a very boring song. The drums are way too fucking loud. I've heard a lot of criticism I, on the drums. Dude. Yeah, it, dude, it's, man, I mean, I don't know. I, I listened to it, like, twice, because I thought I was stupid the first time around, and it's, no, I just don't like it. I only listened just, to it, I only listened to it on XM when it came on there, so, I mean, I didn't get really good sit down and dissect it, but I thought it was, it's, yeah, Metallica, they're fucking... Let's play know. the, I want to play the opening riff real quick, yeah.
That's old school Metallica right there. Yeah, man. That's I, why I like it. I mean, to me, it's like it's it's totally serviceable Metallica. I mean, you know, yeah. Are you st- are you ever gonna pick anything new from them over Master of Puppets or Ride the Lightning or anything? No, probably not. But like you said, if this comes on the radio or if this comes on, like, dude, you're gonna jam it. It's old school Metallica right there. And Chadi, you don't I like. See, I'm sorry. I beg to differ. I am going to change it as quickly as I can. Seriously, you put don't else like. On. You're not a big old Metallica fan, though. But it's still, though, I feel like even if I was an old Metallica fan, I feel like I would just listen to old Metallica because that sounds, that's not even like, it's not a dude. I feel like that's like a tenth of what they used to do. And if they were, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, they could fucking do better than that. That's such a simple riff. It's such, everything about that is... That's not even old school. That's lazy, and that's we know that we're gonna sell shit because our name is fucking Metallica. Like, I'm sorry, I'm gonna call them out on their shit. Don't be the fucking gods of fucking metal, and then put that out there. Cause like I could have written that five years ago. That's bullshit, man. Like they need to be held to a higher standard regardless of who they are. Like I. I do agree with you 100% that I'm always going to put on their older material versus anything new. When Death Magnetic came out, I thought it was pretty good. It was nothing compared to their old stuff, but I thought it was pretty good. And then with this one now, it's them still going more in the thrash realm than black metal and post, or, um, the black album and anything post that. So I'm going to applaud them for anything where they go back to more of their thrash roots and you know it's nothing great but i think it's energetic it's short to the point the riff is pretty strong it's it's simple but to me it's catchy and it's got that thrash feel um could they do better i mean you know this song it's it's got that single feel it's not long it doesn't have the some of their other trademark more epic stuff going on but i've heard this new album is going to be like a, a double lp and like their songs are going to be extremely long, so who knows how the actual album's going to be? You know, I, yeah, we'll, I, I want to we'll hear see. it. And I'm also comparing to this to like, to, like let's say like a new Megadeth song. There's mm-hmm. been a couple out there, and I don't like those at all. Like, I don't know. I thought this was very strong. Yeah, yeah. Very strong song for that genre yeah. coming out now. I don't know. I enjoyed it. I mean, you compare it to the last Slayer album, and yeah. again, the same kind of thing. It's yeah. nothing groundbreaking. It's them doing their sound well you know and i think this is kind of in that same vein you know there's not a whole it's not the catchiest like there's no good really good chorus or anything like that but energetic makes me bang my head to it so i will agree those drums are pretty bad it's just like they're too i don't know but the guitars and i think james sounds great too he does dude i think he sounds good he could have a few more hooks in it, but I think it sounds good. So yeah, I mean, I'm just being a little too critical, I guess. <laughs> no, dude, I'm. Hey, I've heard I've heard exactly what you're saying all over the internet. It's pretty a mixed bag on this one. So differing opinions. We'll see what the album yep. has to bring. And once again, we want to hear what you have to say too. Yeah, yeah, especially on that one. It's such a hot button topic. Every yeah. new Metallica yeah. song, you know what I mean? Come at me, bros. Tell me I'm stupid. <laughs> uh, and then our last listener question was: favorite album of the year so far. It's a hard one. And it is a hard yeah. one. It is a hard one. I don't know, man. I guess, I mean, I, yeah, you go first, Jason. Let's hear what you think. What, what's your, just, I guess just spit two out because I know everybody, two. I have like three that I'm, so just spit two out. Well, I don't want to ruin my end of your list or anything like that. So my, so we'll just, my one. Right, so you're just going to give one then? Well, the one that I thought of that I like don't even have to think about is it's, still, okay. is still nails. will never be one of us. Okay. Without a doubt. Like, I don't have to even think about it. For sure, that's just the one so far that like really connected with me. 
as far as enjoyment and like how well written and just and just how good of an album it is uh i have to go with that and i know it's going to be in my top three no matter what comes out so yeah that for sure for that one for I, now. Th- I think it's going to be one of those albums it's going to be in all of our top threes it's just that, that i i thought of two that was one of them obviously yeah and i actually still even after that cast i really enjoyed the despised icon i'm with you dude cd <laughs> i really like that one and i think it's going to be i think it's going to make a top 10 for sure it was a strong album, and I'd still enjoy it. It's surprising, it. right? I wouldn't have I expected that. And I was, like, thinking about it, like, as far as enjoyment level goes, like, really just, like, what, like okay, when you really think about what's your top, it should be just really, like, what do you grab most and put on? And I just bought that album the other day. Okay. And, you know what I mean? I have Apple Music. I don't need to buy it. Yeah. But I was like, I'm buying that album. I, I love it so much. Like, it's a lot of fun for me. So that could be up there. Yeah, but I do think, I do think Nails is, uh, is definitely my one for now. Shoddy, so Shoddy, you got to well, narrow it down, man. We're on some fucking different pages here, fellas. <laughs> that's good. Uh, yeah, I honestly, so that's the same thing that I did with you, Jason. Like with, or as you is the first thing that I thought about that was giving Revocation. me enjoyment, and that I just went to listen to when I wanted to listen to something that was fun, and it was that that Bella Cor CD, Ves- oh. Vessels. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. That yeah, like honestly, man, that's that's really gonna be. That's going to be hard to dethrone, you know, foreshadowing to the end of the year here, because that's just... You Would you I put mean, that over Revocation? Well, then that was another CD that came to mind. I mean, Revocation, though, I feel like that's being... Because the concert, you get what I'm saying? So that's why that's maybe being elevated a little bit higher. I don't want to take anything away from that CD, you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I just feel like maybe I've been thinking about that a lot because I've been listening okay. to it because of the concert. But that... I do think that Vessels is better than Great Is Our Sin. Okay. Just pers- from a personal That's standpoint. That's a fantastic album. The enjoyment that I gained. Yeah, man. I mean, I just really liked it. I remember it, was, like, uh, it grew on me each listen, like for sure. And, and mm-hmm. I have went back to it just for fun. So I, I would agree. That's definitely kind of an underrated, under-the-radar album that if you haven't listened to, should you should definitely check it out. Yeah. It's kind of weird that Gojira isn't on any of ours yet. You know, and I, it's going to be hard to get him on that list for me. On that, yeah, I'll tell yeah, you what album fight, that's not going to be on mine. They're fighting for top 10 status right now. I'll tell you one album that's not going to be on mine is that Killswitch album. That shit sucks. <laughs> 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 I don't want to say it sucks. I know. It doesn't suck. I it know, might. I don't just, know. I personally really liked it. I so tried we'll going back to it a couple list. weeks ago and couldn't. Really? Yeah. No. Yeah, I was about to when we were going to go to that show, and then I, I never actually threw it on. But I have played the singles here and there since then, and, and those still hit pretty good. But yeah, it's not really top. It's not top ten material. That's for sure. I've got some stuff that's kind of under the radar that I've been holding on to too. But you know, a lot with that, a lot of the stuff that's really good it gets released kind of later in the year. So. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, what's we still had some solid shit though. That Hawkins CD, Affinity, I really, really liked mm-hmm. a lot. Um, I would recommend that if somebody hadn't gotten around to listening to that. For sure. Um, I mean, there's been a lot of good shit. It was just kind of hard to do one on the spot. That's why I, I thought maybe three would be nice. But then I get what you're saying. We don't want to give too no, that's much. No, cool. For, if you've got a couple, like Fallujah is still real strong to me. Oh, see, and that's another one too, man. Like that, that fucking CD is awesome. Like yeah. that's a real good CD still. And that's I'm, gonna be that's gonna be up there. I know you guys weren't as fond of it, but uh, the Architects album still for me, I still throw that on quite often, and you know it just grew a ton for me. I think I gave like a nine out of ten, and I, I'm still holding it up pretty high. So. If I'm going by like how many albums or how many plays, you know, that one's gotten yeah, quite a yeah. bit still. So, um, yeah. Why don't we let's transition into a, just a few of the news things. The biggest thing lately was Architects. Uh, Tom Sear, 
the uh, guitarist and uh, brother of the drummer uh, and from main, Architects. Main songwriter. Main songwriter, yeah. For the last two albums, he pretty much wrote uh, the majority of, from what I've heard. And uh, I guess he had shot, he said he's been battling cancer for what, like three years? Yeah, I think I remember reading um, a little bit ago that, yeah, it's, it's been an ongoing battle. It's been about three years long now. So I don't know. I never heard anything about it being bad. I just heard that it was, a, you know, an ongoing battle. I don't ever remember seeing a status or any, you know, any prognosis or anything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, they I didn't mean, really advertise it much, you know. But, dude, 28 years old, I mean, that's like yeah. all of us right here. Heartbroken. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Real sad, God. man. That's, yeah, we're all, fucking three of us are 28, man. That's, that's yeah. our brother, and that's an 88 baby. It sucks, man. I mean, it's just so yeah, heartbreaking. Sad, it's man. like the drum, you know, it's his brother in the band. And, you know, if you t- you know, if you look at it from the musical part of things where it's just, it sucks that they're doing so much good things right now. And then that yeah. happens. And then you think about it as on a personal level for the band. And, and that, just, that band know. seems like the nicest, like, you know, they just seem like good hearted people. Like, yeah, exactly. I don't know. Just, that sucks. I thought it was badass though when you read their uh, the statement that they gave that he was battling it. He was in the hospital. He realized they weren't doing they weren't gonna be able to do shit for him. So he just said fuck it. He left. He went and played those two big festival dates. Yeah. You know what I mean? Got and got to still do that and go up there and play. And I yeah. I've read reviews from those and they said they were like super super passionate about their performances. And I think it just gives a whole another level of intensity and meaning to it like that's really oh, cool yeah so if you were if somebody if you were somebody who was at those shows like that's yeah pretty cool you know because i think those well the last so that's two. the thing is did the did the people in the crowd know no. was it announced no they, no, no one you, knew because okay, i the didn't tour. think nobody knew obviously yeah so like they were going to come to the states i had it written down and everything they had to cancel it and they didn't say mm-hmm. why they said you know for personal reasons and everything so you know uh, yeah i don't think people really knew yeah well I mean, I, I wish them, you know. Yeah, dude. Our thoughts are with them the for sure. All the best wishes right now. Yeah, our thoughts are with them, man. They said they're still gonna sucks. they're still gonna tour the album. I don't know how they're gonna do that if they're gonna bring somebody in, but they kind of said it's gonna be like a testament to him and just you know to a yeah. remembrance. So you know that that's kind of cool. I, I think that's badass. They're still gonna go out and do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then other What's next? yeah other stuff going on. Some let's other get happier here. Well, let's get the other shitty news out of the way first. The other two bands... What, the Def Haven concert? (laughs) (laughs) You asshole. (laughs) Son of a bitch. I got you, bitch. I got you. All that fucking nicknames last week. Well, it is bad news, but not because Def Heaven's on the tour. It's it's a tour with uh, Carcass and Def Heaven, I think co-headlining maybe. And then Intra Arma, which is a badass doom metal band. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal lineup, and it's not coming to Detroit, so that's my gripe with it. Not because Death Heaven's on it, because that'd be fucking awesome. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, man. I just don't know how you can put them on the level of Carcass. Like, well, I'm not. Yeah, but I'm not. I would. I would. I'd see Carcass. I'd fucking walk out after that. You're. You guys are fucked up, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but that would be sweet. That tour is coming around for anybody who hasn't seen it yet. No, the bad news I'm talking about is Dillinger calling it quits yeah. after their new album and. I don't know if you guys even know yet. Expire, hardcore band that we've talked to in the past, they're calling it quits after really? their next. I've not album. heard that. So I heard yeah. about this. So Dillinger. the Dillinger thing, I've already heard like other members say that like you're never really done. Like, so what? I don't know how how you know they might not tour as much, they might not put out material as often as they are, but like other members of the band said that that dude prematurely spoke on the behalf what? of everybody else, and he might be done. 
but there you get what i'm saying like well, that, other other me- i'm in the main guitar um, the guitarist yeah, dude, and main i know but still other dude other members though of the band still said that like are you sure on this yeah like uh, dude i've yeah the i remember reading straight. on multiple sites metal injection was one of them huh. and then metal sucks was the other one there were other reports from other members of dillinger being like yeah we might need to take a little bit of a, a long break but there's no way that dillinger is you know indefinitely done after the next album well the one thing so, that like i had heard was like you know if, if I, for anybody who hasn't seen them live they're they're one of the craziest most intense live bands you'll ever see and mm-hmm. they don't want to go out like getting old and not being able to exactly. maintain that live presence so you got to give them respect for that and it does make sense that you know quit while you're ahead i mean they haven't released a bad album yet and they don't want to be doing that and not give it their full potential but I, I have the same thought. Like, I mean, they'll probably be gone for quite a while, but they'll probably come back and do something at some point. I mean, maybe they won't have the same intensity, but... Exactly. Well, then that's what it was said, too, is that it might not be on the level that it was at before, but people need to understand that, and maybe the prolonged break would help people understand that a little bit more. So, yeah. I mean, I, I definitely... I mean, I understand, like, I give them props, and this isn't going to happen, you know... I mean, they're still going to put the album out, do a full tour to yeah. promote that album and then call it quits for a little bit. So, I well, mean, props th- to them, though. Take wanna... all the fucking time off they want. But it's definitely not a hiatus. I mean, they're definitely calling it they're done. Yeah. I know maybe yeah, some of just... the guys said maybe we'll be back, but, I mean, the main dudes in the but... band are saying right now that it's done. There's a lot of – they got a lot of side projects and stuff going on. So well, Exactly, and that's – yeah. I mean, who knows this so... day and age. Everybody comes back eventually, but uh, they're yeah. not calling a hiatus, so it sucks. But I'm sure the new album's going to be badass and definitely want to catch them on tour since this could be the last for at least a long time. Mm-hmm. And then Expire, dude, that sucks too because Expire, it's one of those hardcore bands that's really at the top of their game, at the top of hardcore right now. You know, one of those bands that, uh, I mean, they're pretty loved by a lot of people, and uh, they're going out while they're kind of ahead too. Supposedly this new album's supposed to be pretty good, and they're actually doing a pretty badass tour of, like, house shows. And they've got yeah, one coming. They're I remember coming to Michigan. That. Yeah, they got one coming here, but they don't. They're gonna announce where it is the day of, it's, and it's a yeah, basement show. It's flash shit. Yeah, dude, I would yeah. love to go check that out. That's pretty sweet that they're doing that. This at this point in their uh, career, they're gonna just go do a house show tour. Hey, maybe it's in my backyard. I don't know yet. <laughs> dude, well, fucking farms, let me know. It. I'll fly back in, motherfucker, <laughs> if it's in your backyard. So, anyways, two bad news kind of situations. And then the now, other one now good news. Yeah, well the awesome news. The one we didn't we didn't talk about this last time. It was already kind of oh no, it didn't come out yet, but the uh Corpus Grinder, Adam D and Shannon Lucas project, finally we got a new song. Yeah. Well and slash uh Jesse Leach project. What? He ghost wrote for fucking Corpse oh, Grinder on the album, I guess. That's right. Hmm. I forgot about yeah. the, the lyrics, right? Yeah, just for a couple a couple songs. So I forgot. He said about he felt that. honored. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> what do you guys think of that song? Should we play a clip of it? Yeah, we should play a clip of it. I thought it was fucking awesome. Yeah. I can't wait for that CD. Like, that's one of the most anticipated things of the whole year. Yeah. 
vocals. Yeah, I can't fucking wait, man. Well, I knew it was going to be the the Shannon Corpse Grinder duo. I knew that was going to be awesome, but yes. like Adam actually really impressed me on this. Like, I didn't know I didn't know what to expect his riff wise, mm-hmm. and I fucking love it. It's funny too cuz it's like maybe that's why this last Kill Switch album was so lame. Maybe he used all his badass riffs it, for this project. It makes sense. I mean, it really yeah. does cuz that's got some some legit it's riffs so on that. It's different though. It's I don't know. He did just I just didn't know what to expect from him. But I know it's got the full on death metal feel, yeah. but it still retains a little bit of the catchiness. Yeah. Like you wouldn't hear that song on a Cannibal album. No, no. Do you know what I mean? But and then you have no. that little bit of the, you know, you can hear it from him, the production part with the gang yeah. vocal chant part with the vengeance, you know, coming in and everything. So it definitely, like, I like that. It sets it apart. It doesn't sound like a cannibal song. It doesn't sound like a kill switch song, but it you, it just comes together really well. Mm-hmm. And it makes you think, like, okay, because, you know, half the super groups suck. But this one, I don't know, man. I mean, it's only one single, but I have pretty good faith in this. Maybe, yeah, maybe I, this I really the cannot 10. wait for this album. It's going to be something else, I feel. I'm not sure when it's dropping. I don't think we have to wait too long, but uh, no, no. I think it's like really, it's like October, right around the corner, maybe like fucking maybe the middle September? of this next yeah. upcoming month. You September, right. I think. Yeah, I think it is. Right. We'll definitely be reviewing that one when it comes out. Yeah. But uh, so, anyways, we meant to talk about that one. That was a little bit ago, but uh, fantastic so far. But that's about all the news I think we need to talk about. There's a lot of tours going on. I don't. We don't have to get into all that kind of stuff. You know, um, we talked about it a little bit, but let's just get, let's get into the album reviews. Okay, so we got a uh, Carnifex slow death. Let's uh, let's give it some metal horns, Jody. All right, so I got two two metal horns to give them. The <laughs> CD, of, I 10? give like what? Oh, okay, I see <laughs> you're saying. <laughs> yeah, because like, so that's the thing, man. Is like the live experience. Oh. Yeah. Okay, I'll just give you the fucking rating. The CD is probably like an eight, but okay. like live is like fucking a nine. Well, they didn't play the so, whole CD or, live. Or maybe even the CD is like a seven and a half. But, like, live is still seeing them like a nine. Okay. So, like, I guess, honestly, like, if I... It wasn't even necessarily either, like, I mean, the energy, but they just sounded more... I don't know. I guess maybe just because of the fucking live atmosphere. I don't know. They just... I thought they sounded better live than they did on the CD. Did they play a lot of new songs? Yeah, they did. I found found myself, you know, jumping around a lot. So, I guess that's another thing, too, is they did play some of the older songs, too. So, which I was a little bit more familiar with than some of the newer songs with this album only being out for a little bit here. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think I had only listened to it around, you know, two or three times before I went to the concert. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's a, definitely a solid CD. Mm-hmm. So you're um, going to give I, it like a seven I just and a half really like them live. Eight. 
for the album? Seven and a half or an eight? Yeah. Okay, and then live, you're saying they were a solid nine. Yeah, they're definitely a solid nine live. They pulled it off. I was wondering how they were going to sound live. Did they do all the atmospheric shit live? Yeah, they brought out, like, fucking two, um, like, Keys? little uh, columns, and they had a bunch of, like, candles and shit on them, like, lit, and then all the fog. Did, but did the they have, like, the, the were... symphonic stuff going? What was that? Did they have, like, the symphonic keys, keyboards and all that going, too? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't know. I think it might have been pre-tracked because I don't remember yeah. seeing a keyboard. But I they definitely they did have all of the effects shit in there. Okay. So, actually, I think the drummer was controlling that. I think he had, um, like, a Roland, like, a, a PD-20 or something. Oh, okay. Like, yeah, That's I think cool. he had, like, one of those little electric boards. He might have been controlling all that stuff with triggers. But yeah, don't yeah. quote me on any of that shit. I don't know. But they definitely <laughs> did have all of that stuff. Stan, what's your so, rating? I'm, okay, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I've never checked out this band until this CD. Okay. Never. Um, I'm giving it a nine. Really? Yes. Holy shit. I loved oh. it. I love this fucking album. Really? Yeah. Oh, man. Good for, good for you, man. Okay. Uh, I'm going to be honest. Up until today... I was going to give it like a six. Really? I couldn't find much in it, and which is weird because I had talked about this like on two different episodes, this band. How yeah. I, I recently checked out um, uh, the Hope album before this, Die Without Hope, um, and I liked it. And I was like, okay, it's pretty good. You know, this is some good deathcore for sure. And then I listened, and I listened to the single from this one. And I really like that one, Drown Me in Blood. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, if this is the direction they're taking, that, that black metal vibe, I could dig this. And then I was listening to the album before we were going to do this, and I almost texted you guys being like, do you guys want to switch it maybe do something else? And, uh, and then I did put it on again today, and, it, and it, for some reason I was a little more in the mood for it, and I'm gonna, I'll, give it like a, I'll give it like a seven. But wow, I just, and it, I guess for me, I think it's just not, my thing right now i guess that's what it is like i think because i've been listening to a lot of like actual black metal a lot of just straight death metal that this kind of it just didn't have the same intensity to me and it felt a little bland like a little too chuggy chuggy i I, every time the breakdown would hit i was like god damn it another one you know but those were just you know the bad things i think it's a really well made album i love the atmospheric stuff they threw in there and i think for deathcore I, I'm super glad that they're going outside the box, trying new things out, because I think it paid off for sure. I'm going to give it a seven. See, I had nothing to compare it to by this band, so I just went in to do it like this is, you know, check out this album. But I I don't know. I see what you're saying about the breakdowns, but I didn't get that vibe. Like, mm-hmm. I think there's just so much atmospheric stuff to it that you kind of forget that it's i forgot it's a deathcore album that's what i'm get, kind of getting at mm-hmm. there's very death metalish riffs in it yeah and, oh yeah for sure there is and it's just i don't know i just thought it was well written album it's a very fun listen like the intro song is fucking awesome um, <laughs> well, I, don't, I don't know i just loved it good album yeah I yeah mean, I, go ahead I, mean, I was just gonna say yeah i mean i i was really into you know i think uh i'm forgetting what cd it is now i want to say that it's like dead in my arms well it was one of the you know their earlier cds and then i i didn't really listen to it much after that and i know they had that hiatus so yeah i mean i wasn't really expecting much honestly and i could have just but, been in the right mood for this one too at the same time because yeah. i have been like listening listening like infant like annihilator you know so right. it could just be mm. mood based too and we just got off of despised icon you know so, oh yeah 
We did a White Chapel before that. We yeah. kind of did a few Death Grail albums in a row here. But and it's also yeah. very groovy parts in it though too. So I think we yep. just did groove episode too. So I think it was just in the right place at the right time for it. I did, and like I said today, some of these were hitting me a little bit more. And uh, I really liked Black Candles Burning. I liked Necrotoxic. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Some of those like heavier hitting yeah. ones, I think. And then I still think Drown Me in Blood is probably one of the better ones on the album. It's the his vocals on that. He's getting a little bit of that snarl going on. And yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes all over the place. But I, you know what? I don't know, the lyrics kind of bothered me a little bit. It was a little cringeworthy, like a little too heavy on the depression kind of stuff. See, I didn't read lyrics, so I didn't read them. But you know, I have no you didn't idea. Hear what it, those, yeah. I mean, six feet closer to hell is is not bad either. But yeah, no, it's I good. Mean, it's good. That's a good one. I like that song a lot. I like how it opens up. It's a cool song. That's actually probably my favorite song. I think. Yeah, it's a highlight for sure. For sure, for sure. Well, uh, maybe we should play See, one. Which one do you guys think would be the highlight? We won't, let's not play the single because we've played yeah. that before. Yeah, I guess let's let's play six feet closer to hell. Okay. mentioned the groove thing that one's got a lot of groove oh yeah it. that's why I, I just i like i said right place at right time i it hit me at the mm-hmm. i don't know yeah i agree i second that no and that's a good song too and then you notice in the chorus he's like calling back to the album before it die without hope yeah yeah oh yeah <laughs> but yeah i don't know man I, and it's, it's cool too like and we you know we've talked about three different deathcore albums the past three episodes and it's kind of interesting like you see a band like white chapel who's really far from their roots and all these three bands kind of started off with the same sound. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at Whitechapel, Despised Icon, and this band. Not the same sound, but that much more traditional death core. And yeah. then you look at this band now, they're pretty far from that. This is still a death core band. But it's cool. They've really stretched themselves out. Then you got a band like Whitechapel, who definitely went outside of their new sound, for better or for worse. And then you look at a band like Despised Icon, who's actually just, like, sticking straight to their roots. And... Uh, it's funny, you would think, since we're not, like, the biggest Deathcore fans, that I would want to hear these other two bands that are going outside of it, but for some reason, I actually like the Despised Icon still the best out of the three of them. Well, I, I agree, but what uh, what's your thoughts on this one compared to White Chapel, though? Better. Yes. Yeah, I think for it's sure. better. Yeah. It's, more, yeah, it's better. more, I don't know, it's more interesting. They're doing a little more novel I just, things. I, don't I just know. have never really been the, the biggest fan of White Chapel, so mm-hmm. it's... Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. I, I still know. think that's a fun CD. I know it got a lot of hate. I still like that. I don't go back yeah. and listen to it. I haven't went back and listened to it yet or anything. But um, yeah, I would say Despised Icon, this, and then Whitechapel. Okay. Yeah, I'm probably yeah. agreeing with you on that. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, I agree too. But it's cool. I like to see bands that are doing this, and I think if it brings some other new people into black metal, that's cool too. Mm-hmm. Because that's a possibility. Because really, this this thing calls back to some stuff like Dim Uborger or like. 
little bit of Emperor with that like symphonic, atmospheric yes. stuff. By no means is it a black metal album, but you can hear it. You can really hear that Norwegian stuff. Yeah. All right. And then uh, throwback album. Brought to you by Stan the Man himself. Yes, yes. Yeah. But we so, also, and uh, follower on Twitter, though, oh requested yeah. uh, we do a soil work discography, which is kind of a hard, they got a lot of stuff. It was kind of it was kind of a hard topic, so we just kind of tried to pick a good album by them and just go back and review it. And I think. Yeah, we compromised on that yeah. one. Sorry about that. Because uh, I did ask, so, what would be some cool discography discussions? And uh-huh. I think we just, we weren't up for it yet, so this is like a good compromise. Especially because I know for me and Shoddy, we haven't been following Soil Work hardcore, whereas Stan's a bigger fan. And it After been a this lot. album, I don't know why the fuck I haven't been, bro. <laughs> right, right. No, I, exactly. That's the thing. I have had him on my iPod forever, and I'll, I'll hit, usually when I listen to this band, I hit shuffle, and whatever comes on, I listen to. Except for uh, last year, I, The Ride Majestic. That one, that one I really, really liked, and it did make me kind of jump back into them again. So I was excited to do this album. I guess let's rate it. Oh man, I didn't even think about rating neither, neither this one. Neither did I. I didn't either. But no, fuck. Oh, it's a at least a solid nine. I mean, yeah. Why is maybe, that? That we keep fucking throwing back retro albums that are always going to be higher than a nine. Is that just because? <laughs> well, we're picking them because we like picking them. good these, shit. These we are need to ones that pick we, some bad shit. Then we could, but it's just <laughs> these are ones that we kind of want to talk about. You know yeah. what I mean? Not, it's not current. Yeah. It's stuff because we could pick we could pick some mid era soil work albums and they would not be nines. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. But this one, I, I'll give it a nine as well. Shoddy? No, for sure a nine. Yeah, at least a nine. <laughs> Shoddy, I was thinking about you today when I was listening to this after, because I, I, I put on Guys, Oops. that other album you were talking about, and then I put uh-huh. on this and I was like, shit, this is a, this is an album that Shoddy's going to like for sure. It's got the technicality, yeah. it's got uh-huh. the melody, and it's just got that sound that I know you're into. It has that like catchiness too, where right, it right. throws all that other shit at you, and then it completely like fucking, you know, whirls you with like the clean catchy parts and oh, yeah. then you know just changes it right back up again That's, it's i loved it i thought it was such a great cd and i know such a, lo- a fun listen i know a lot of people will probably disagree with me but that's just like that is soil work though they just they keep it hard hitting but and i know a lot of their stuff is really catchy i'm a fan of like more of their catchy stuff just because i think it's well written yeah. stuff like stabbing the drama is one of my favorite cds is it really yes but Ooh, see i'm not i can't agree on that but, I, you know, I just like them. But, I mean, this one is, like, the perfect balance. Well, They've I've, got those catchy parts, but they just it, this is a hard-hitting album. This is... I think it's... I'm really glad you picked this one, too, because I think it's a good one to, like, to talk about because mm-hmm. it's their third album. And if you look at Soil Work, and the, from what I've done, kind of looking into it a little bit, they kind of have their cycles. And their first three is kind of like a, an era of Soil Work where yes. it falls in that, like, Gothenburg, Swedish, melodic death metal realm. Uh, the first two 
Well, okay, so they've got that, and then they go into much more commercial. It's almost like if you look at Inflames trajectory. I was actually just going to like. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, where they start off with their first, like, three or four good ones, and they get into that bullshit commercial stuff. So we're kind of went the same path. They get into that, like, more hard rock, alternative kind of American metal stuff. And then, and then it's funny, they, they come back, though. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the Living Infinite double album and the Ride Majestic. Um, I, I think they took their old sound, mixed it with that mid-era stuff, and then put out some awesome stuff. I mean, to me, those are my favorite ones probably is, is the last one because I think they melded the two so well. Mm-hmm. But, um, but, but I think this one's cool, though, because your first two albums are, are much more aggressive in the vein of like maybe you know old in flames that kind of stuff no clean vocals and then all of a sudden you get predator's portrait and he's trying out the clean vocals and you hear a lot more melody to kind of like accommodate that and everything and i I mean it's cool to hear that for like the first time and it works so well no i think it was really funny you just said in flames because this is like i don't know this one i compare it so much to like clayman yeah yeah it's a good and it's just like the same sound but like i don't know they I think Sawyer works a better band for sure. I Overall, mean, yeah. Really? I mean, I, don't get me wrong. The Just a Race, you know that in Lunar Strain, like some of my favorite shit. But like, <laughs> I don't know. They went to the commercial route where I can still stand it. Like, I can't stand listening to some In Flames. Okay. You know, what I mean, yeah. when they switched, they kept it like accessible enough to me. That's why I guess why I say that. But I get that's a good argument if you're gonna go like discography versus discography. Yes. But. If you're going to go first three albums, first, first three no, albums. No, I, uh, I, I get that. Okay, so you're just saying, like, overall. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with that. Because I, when I, the one thing I did think of when I was listening to this is how much... Um, I guess the reason I hadn't listened to it as much um, before is because I would most often just pick, like, an In Flames mm-hmm. album. Uh, the Jester mm-hmm. Rays or Horacle. Or I might go the Dark Tranquility or uh, At the Gates route. This is... It's still probably it's still gonna be like fourth on the list for me, but I've got a much more uh, greater appreciation I, I for it now. I don't know though. For me, I would have said that before, but I don't know now. This fucking this opened up a Pandora's box here <laughs> with this okay. Predator's Portrait. I mean, no, that's interesting though. It is. Yeah, it's because it's really because it, it's it's all that melodic shit that I love, but. It's that commercial stuff as well. It has that like accessibility with the you know with the group vocal. Excuse oh, me, yeah. not with the group vocals, but with the cleans. Oh yeah. So it's just really weird, and especially with the time you know genre, you know the time era that it came out in. It's just a weird CD oh, in I the totally sense agree. that it's a weird good like the mix just is just done very well. Did you think you guys think the vocals on this one kind of remind you of Anders from In Flames as well? Oh, for a little sure. Bit? Yeah, yeah, for sure. But I think he's a better vocalist. Yeah. Oh, f- yeah. Well, I don't know yeah. what was his name, Bjorn or something. I yeah, don't know. Bjorn. But yep. he, yeah, he's just a fantastic. I mean, he's done so much shit in other things that you know who mm-hmm. of them. But I think it's just fantastic. Yeah, he definitely. I mean, Anders doesn't really do cleans that well. No. I mean, he no. just should have never done it. You know what I'm saying? Whereas this dude. I mean, this is his first time doing it, and he nails it. Um, and then you, it's kind of cool because then you go back up to what he's done now recently, and he really can sing. Like you said, oh, yeah. Stan was stabbing the drama. I mean, you can hear it on all that kind of stuff, too. I mean, he really can sing really well. And I think the production's really good. You got... It's a uh, classic Fredman. Yeah, <laughs> or, I'm like, sorry. Fredman studio shit. Like, it's... it's yep. Yeah. Yep, Nordstrom. Uh, he did a lot. Of, you listen to our interview with him. He's the king of the melodic death metal stuff. He's done a lot of their albums, mm-hmm. and he just he does such a good job of like pulling out 
all the different instruments, but at the same time, and then like mixing in that melody with the hard stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He really captures it like extremely, extremely well. What uh, were some of the your favorites? Like, what should we play from this one? Well, I think Bastard Chain just a hard hitting start to. Whole yeah. thing, but uh, what's uh, it's a hard hitting start, but I want to play something that kind of shows the mix of the two, you know, like the with the melody with the aggression because Bastard Chain's got that thrashy, yeah, more of the at the gate style, heavy hitting intro. Um, so some of my favorites were like the average stalker that's number two, oh, I think yeah, that's got yeah. the, some of those cool, like melodic moments in it, and then uh, Shadow Child Shot, yeah, super, oh. super good with like solos and melody. Yep, Neurotica Rampage 2 is awesome, that's awesome, Red Failure Anthem. Grand failure. Yep. Yes. Yep. One other one I wanted to mention was uh, Final Fatal Force. That mm-hmm. one has got a ton of grooves on it. Mm-hmm. It's the one that's got that like start stop where you're no way you're not gonna bob your head mm-hmm. to it. It's not the most representative because it's the one kind of it's like kind of a standout one to me. Like you hear it and you're like, oh okay, and it's it's put as like towards the end of the album, which is kind of interesting. Now I'm looking at all the names; they're all fucking good. <laughs> I mean, you could just yeah. <laughs> yeah, Grand Failure Anthem would be a cool one to play. <laughs> Hearing this whole CD like live, like That'd just be like sweet. Ch- chanting, That'd like be all so the, awesome, oh, I mean, dude. I don't know. That would be that would be sweet, dude. It, it, that is a good song to play because it's got a little mix of everything on it. But uh, definitely listen to this one. How, what would you guys place this? Stan, like, would you? Is this your favorite of Soilworks? Oh, for sure. I mean, I do like the commercial shit, and I do like it for a reason. But no, this is for sure my favorite. Yeah. I mean, I did enjoy the last CD. I haven't really went back to it since last year, but. For sure, this is my number one. But, It'd be uh, a hard one for me. I'd have to listen to the Ride Majestic again because um, I don't know. I thought it was a really, really good CD, and if it's not their best, then it's their second best because it's a little softer. But it's just cool how they mixed their early era with that middle era of the more commercial stuff, and they were able to like really capture like a really good fresh sound. It's very professional, mature sounding, but it's got a lot of aggression still and energy to it. So I might still go with that, but. Uh, I, I don't know. They're very close for me. Shoddy, have you listened to a lot of the other stuff or no? No, not really, man. I was okay. going to say we should probably reserve the right to ask Shoddy this because he's probably going to be bringing it up pretty soon, I think. I think he's got a little soil work bug right now. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dive back because I want to, you know, see where, you know, because this is the first album that I've really dove into. So 
Yeah, I want to see, you know, what the shit's like after and then before this. Yeah, I, I, I did. I tried to listen to most of it, and I just, I really do like the first three, and I really like the last two. The, the middle section, I probably won't ever really go back to, to be honest. Yeah, I feel you. It's just one of those bands overlooked when you think about this period. And yeah. Just, it's all, they deserve the credit that they... I agree. You know. Good good call, Stan, our uh, resident melodic death metal expert and fan. Yeah, it's been a while, but... It, <laughs> it, it, it was it was a good enjoyment going back to this one. <laughs> it is it is the best genre. See, I, I'm a, I'm not as in as a hardcore fan as you guys are, so I'm glad, you know, you guys throw these out there once in a while because I always like it when we do talk about it. It is the best genre. <laughs> <laughs> that's really all I can say about it. <laughs> all right, well, uh, I think that's it for us for today. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this pretty much wraps it up. Please comment on Twitter, Facebook, whatever means necessary. Gmail. Did it, I don't know. We know. haven't had an Excuse iTunes you. review in a while, which those help us out actually, quite a bit. I think we got one the other day. Oh well. Yeah. Hey <laughs> so, guy. Hey, no, Thank we you. can still use more. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, thanks. You know, get us on Twitter. That's where we're most active. People are always talking to us on there. So let's hit us up there. Wherever else. Well, give us ideas. We love all that. Yeah. Well, this is another episode of End of the Combine. Uh, I am Stan the Man. This is Jason. Shoddy. And you guys fucking stay metal out there. Well, thank, thanks again for, you know, for doing the interview and everything. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. You know, the main focus um, of our episode, well, one of the focuses of the episode was we did a kind of like a retro review and discussion of your um, of your album, A Predator's Portrait. Okay. So yeah. I want to, you know, get into that a little bit. But, you know, first, I guess, you know, let's just talk about what's going on now. I know you guys just released your, um, your album, your collection of the B-sides and everything. So how's that going? Uh, it's going pretty good. Um, I mean... I don't know what we expected, you know, it, it, it seems like it's getting a really good response both from, from, from media and the fans, and uh, I mean, basically it's a compilation of lost tracks from 2005 and forward, uh, there's also two brand new tracks in there as well, and uh, uh, we decided to remix and remaster the tracks to, to get sort of like an album flow to it, you know, and I think we succeeded, it, it's quite an interesting journey even for ourselves you know going back and listening to some of those tracks that i haven't heard you know personally since we we recorded them back in you know 2005 and 2007 or uh whatever but i mean they they didn't end up on the album and and you know it kind of it always ends up like that when you have the the final album you know those are the tracks that are going to make it on the album and those are the bonus tracks and you you tend to kind of kind of push away the bonus tracks and right focus album right so it's been uh, i mean I, I, it's cool for us and i think it's going to be cool for the fans as well it's it's you know it's quite a an interesting journey you know listening through the songs and you can it's almost like showcasing the progression of, of us as songwriters and musicians as well so i think you know it's, it's it's pretty cool yeah it was a cool idea and and you're right I, what i liked about it was how 
if you didn't know any better, you could see this just being an album the way it does flow together. I, I really did I like that about it. Mm. So so really cool. Um, going back a little bit, when you guys when you guys started off, what was the goal of the band? Did you guys kind of want to do? Um, did you have a sound in mind, or did you guys get together and kind of just see what happened with it? I think we just got together. You know, in in the beginning, there were no there was no master plan. You know, behind it, it was just you know a bunch of friends getting together and 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 uh, getting a great kick out of, of of playing metal together and i think you know we, we still have so, had some you know ambitions back then you know we were heavily influenced from the gothenburg scene but we were also very influenced from you know for example carcass heartwork and and also uh, an album that kind of stood out back then was was city by strapping young lad because it was so different than and anything else it was we've never heard anything like it uh, so that definitely inspired us you know it would, there was a lot of you know open chords and, and really extreme vocals and so that kind of triggered me as well but i mean as, as far as you know in the beginning if we had any plans i mean i was just happy to get a record deal and then enter studio fredman you know right. I, was, I was so psyched and and, and uh, um thought that was was really exciting you know just to record an album and and then we hit japan at a very early stage i, I think we went there already after our first album uh, did our first tour in japan and and back then there was not a lot of bands from that genre going there so that was that was definitely special and that's sort of when we realized that this might you know go somewhere okay yeah so i mean so you know you got a lot of swedish influence like you mentioned carcass and everything was there anything from the u.s that you guys were paying attention to as well or more from just sweden um i mean I remember that that Peter was was pretty heavily influenced from you know Pantera, but also like Cannibal Corpse and stuff like that. You might not hear that on the album, <laughs> right? Then, but he, I, I know that he was listening to a lot to Meshuga, and I was not really into that. I was more into the kind of you know I would my favorite band back then was was Dissection and 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 Storm of the Lights Bane. That was a very big ah album. right right. So you know we were kind of. Not, I wouldn't say butting heads in the beginning, but it was like we came from different places, but we also found something, you know, mutual, like a mutual vision. And I was more into the kind of like melodic, like non-macho stuff. Sure. So it's like the chuggy chuggy riffing. It was, it was, I was more into the kind of like, you know, the, the Swedish death metal sort of thing. Um, so that, I mean, that, and I think our, what do you say, the, the album that we really bonded over was probably Strapping Young Lad, uh, City, and also Carcass. Because I don't think Peter was that influenced from the Gothenburg scene or the Swedish scene in, in general. Right, right. Okay, um, so with A Predator's Portrait, you know, you guys did your first two albums, you know. Mm. This one does stand out to me a bit. You know, you guys added a lot of different features with it. But, for, you know, what was the, what's the story of the title? Is there a theme for this album or is that just a random title you guys picked? Um, let me try to remember what that actually meant back then, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, I think as many other bands, we were kind of, you know, influenced from documentaries documentaries about serial killers and stuff like that. I mean, it's always been very interesting to me, but... Uh, I would say that I was more into it back then. It was it was really but because now there's so many documentaries and it's it, it's it's on like TV like every day pretty much you know yeah uh, so there's an ocean of documentaries out there. But back then you know it was I think that's where we got a lot of inspiration from. You kind of get in, in into the mind of of a serial killer sort of thing. 
Okay, so did you try and throw those into the lyrics a little bit? You know, I, I didn't get a chance to go through and look at all the lyrics, but is that something you threw in there, or was it not really a themed record or anything like that? I wouldn't say that it was, you know, like, what do you say, conceptual uh, yeah. album sense, but I think that's, that definitely kind of influenced, you know, the cover artwork, that those were the sort of like the keywords when we approached the artist. And, and um, I mean, I think the title track deals sort of with that theme and and some other tracks as well cool so yeah so if you can think back to then you did you guys have any specific goal when you were recording this you know you had the two under your belt at that point did you just sit down and just write another album or, or did you guys have you know the, the some specific changes and goals in mind well i think uh, i mean that was a major step for me uh, especially like vocally because it, it was really the first album where i added clean vocals you know and and you know, I was kind of curious to try it out before, but I didn't really have the confidence. And I mean, I, I didn't enter the studio for a private portrait with with great confidence. I wouldn't say that, but it, it was. You know, I, I wanted to to sort of you know develop my vocals a little bit. You know, and and uh, just like everyone else in the band, I think you know when we got together and started playing, we developed so quickly as musicians. You know, because uh, we were really challenging each other. You know, and. Of, of performing better and, and do crazier riffs and, and, you know, arrange melodies and stuff. So I think I, you know, I wanted to take a, that step as well as, as a singer. And, and, and a lot of people just, you know, thought that it, it was to, to gain some kind of commercial success, but it, it wasn't about that at all. It was, it, you know, I, I, I wanted to, to express myself in, in different ways as, as a singer as well. So I think yeah. it, it became, our first real progressive album in that sense as well, you know, with, with, there was a lot of long solo trade-offs and, 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 and instrumental parts as well. Um, and then of course the switching between the, the screaming vocals and the clean vocals, which was, was a big challenge for me. And, and, you know, and listening back now, nowadays you, you can tell that I'm not hundred percent comfortable and, uh, but it, it has its, charm i guess oh yeah for sure for sure i mean i yeah for someone like me i don't i'm not picking up on all those kind of things but um you know because you like you mentioned some people probably thought you guys are just trying to get some commercial success but you could also look at it like it's kind of a risky move for a, a somewhat of a death metal band to do as well you can lose a lot of fans adding yeah. in the clean vocals were you guys at all worried about that part of it i think we were a little bit but at the same time i, I mean we were really excited to tr to to try it out and like i mentioned before i think we had you know, ambitions of, of, of creating something pretty unique and not just be like another Swedish melodic death metal band. You know, I think we had that from, from the very beginning. And I think we sort of found it through that album and then we developed it even more with, with, with natural born chaos as well. Right. So, I mean, how did you, how did you figure out how to do them? Did you, did you do some training for that or just a lot of practice or what? Uh, I actually uh, went to see a, a vocal coach, so I did some lessons with him. Like I don't know if it was like five or six, and that was it. And I think that was enough for me to feel more confident. You know, it's like, you know, I got the approval from a you know vocal coach, or whatever, that I can sing, and that yeah. was, you know, somebody professional. You know, that's that's all. I needed somehow, you know, to get that confirmation. And then, of course, you know, going into the studio and, you know, the two previous albums we recorded with Frederick Nordstrom of Fredman Studios. And and he's he's very straight up, you know, and, and, and sort of, you know, like critical, whatever. There's no sugarcoating there. 
So I was a little bit nervous about that. I do remember that. But when I also got sort of like the confirmation from him, it's like, yeah, you, you know, you can do this. You can, you can pull this off. You know, it sounds good. You know, that, that was another step for me as well. Yeah. You know, we actually, we've talked to Frederick in the past um, about some of the work he's done and he kind of talked about his methods and, and his, mm. his, you know, um, experience with both pop and metal and how he kind of uses that to his advantage. So, you know, how much help did he give in the studio and did he, you know, push for the sound at all or, or, or how did that work? Well, I mean, he, he is very involved, you know, back, back then he was sort of disappearing and, and every now and then, and he had some sort of like, uh, students kind of recording some of the stuff for us, you know? Uh, so I guess in, in, in that sense, back then he was sort of, uh, would you say unpredictable mm, <laughs> as far sure. as his presence in the studio goes? But um, once he was there, he w- he was very very involved and and very passionate about it. And and I think he you know he's he's definitely pushing each and every musicians to 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 do their best you know and 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 tends to bring out the best you know. And and I think he did that with me as well. And. Uh, I, I, after all, I felt very comfortable, you know, being around him and also recording the vocals. How did it come for Michael to, from Opeth to be on the album? They were recording Blackwater Park at the same time uh, in the studio, so we were hanging out in between the, you know, the takes. So that was that was really cool to be a part of that as well, you know. Oh, okay. So, oh, so same studio. Right. You guys got to hang out a little bit. Did you know each other before then, or was it the first time? Uh, not really. No, no. That's sort of how we got to know each other, and that was, you know, pretty cool being in the studio at the same time as as Opeth and recording two fairly classic albums, I would say. Uh, yeah, that definitely had an impact on 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 the genre. So that was really cool. Right, right. And then, you know, so back then, how did the writing work? Was it a pretty collaborative effort, or or certain people stepping up a little bit more for the main writing? I mean, back then we were everyone was still living in Sweden, so we did uh, a fair amount of, of of rehearsing and you know putting together songs in in the rehearsal room, really. So, you know, that's definitely something I've missed. You know, um, I, I wonder if it would be the same nowadays because now we're so used to living spread out all over the world, and you know, there's been lineup changes as well. So, um, but I think you know we everyone was pretty involved, you know, in the songwriting, even though. Peter wrote most of the stuff, and and back then I only had a few riffs here and there. And and uh, the recent like five years, I picked up the guitar again, and I've written a lot of stuff, both for the Living Infinite and and the Ride Majestic. But back then it was just a matter of like a few riffs here and there. Uh, but it was um, it was a pretty creative period, you know, um, where we you know hung out in the rehearsal room and tried out ideas. So that's that is something that I miss, even though we're so used to doing it the way we do now and it, it's it's working for us you know yeah but i do remember remember that is is there if, if you could change something from it would you change anything or would you just kind of leave it as it is um i mean of course you know li- listening back to the album you know uh, of course I, I i'm not too happy about the screamy vocals but then again it has its charm and you know let sleeping dogs lie i guess and uh, i mean of course there's a bunch of stuff that i would have done differently nowadays you know but i'm i'm, I'm proud of it it was both that album and, and natural born chaos was a little bit ahead of its time uh, i would say so oh for sure yeah and when you look back at that time period i was kind of just doing some research to see what else is out there and it it definitely kind of stands on its own and, that, and that's what we really liked about it mm. um so did it do a lot for you guys's career when that came out 
Well, I mean, we, we signed with Nuclear Blast right before that album. So, of course, it was, uh, you know, sort of like a different ballgame, you know, after signing with Nuclear Blast. And we got to play Vakken for the first time in 2001, I believe. And um, that was a huge step for us. So I, we, we definitely got more recognition. And, and we did our first big European tour together with Nevermore and Annihilator back then. And um, so there was a lot of things happening back then. And then, especially when we released uh, Natural Born Chaos after that, you, you could tell that, you know, what kind of impact that a portrait had as well. Right, right. So can what if you had to just kind of like walk through your guys' sound from then till now, to me, it's kind of like a three-era kind of thing with the mm. first three, and then you guys' is more mid-period, and then you guys' is a little bit more progressive, newer period. Is that kind of your take on it, or how would you describe yeah, your change? that's exactly how I see it, actually. That's interesting. Yeah, you yeah. know... Oh, go ahead. Uh, no, I mean, the three first albums sort of had more like a thrash element to it, even though you could tell that there was more kind of like, almost like rock and roll bluesy elements coming in, you know, uh, along the way. Uh, I, th- I think we had that already from from the beginning actually but you could tell more also on 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 the predator's portrait that it was more progressive but it was also mixed with sort of like groovier stuff and and almost like rock and roll sounding or even like classic rock stuff so and i think we we developed that with with nbc as well and uh and then we became more sort of straightforward in our songwriting um, especially for figure number five and also stabbing the drama and, and and I think we got a little bit more progressive with Sworn to a Great Divide but that those three albums definitely were in general more straightforward and it was almost like it was it was sort of predictable but it was there was some great songwriting as well you know uh, some great choruses it was very chorus based but then again you know it was more like mid-tempo I would say but it, it was still really good songs I think but I mean and then we, we did Panic Broadcast, which was more progressive. And then we've developed from there. And I think we have something really interesting going now. You know, we definitely found something new through The Living Infinite. It was quite an experience, you know, writing and recording a, a double album. And I think we rediscovered ourselves as songwriters through that album and then and sort of took the darker pieces of that album and, and then out came The Rag Majestic. And I think... We definitely, yeah, we, I think we found something new, and it's a new era to use, use an old cliche, I guess, but it really is. You know, it's a pretty creative period, and I'm, and I'm really proud of us for, you know, sounding this sort of vital and have so much presence in our music still. Oh, yeah. The Ride Majestic, for me, that was definitely one of my favorites of 2015. I, I really love um, the new sound like you described, the, more the progressive stuff, and mm-hmm. Really can't wait, you know, for whatever's next. Do you guys have any plans for anything else? I know you just put out this uh, B-Sides kind of album and, and stuff like that. But, when you know, do you guys start writing already or anything for the next album? Uh, we have a few ideas uh, here and there. But, I mean, we still have so much touring left to do for, for the Ride Majestic. But I, I think we'll slowly get into writing mode pretty soon, I guess. I mean, as far as releasing a new album, I don't think, I don't think there's going to be anything coming out. I mean, at the very earliest, the end of next year, I would say. Okay, cool, cool. Well, hey, that's that's pretty much all I've got for you, man. Um, I really, like I said, I really appreciate it, and we love the album. We love everything you guys are doing still. Very cool. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah.